Welcome back to the Be Effective podcast. It's been a minute since I've done one of these, and after this phenomenal week, kind of lit the fire in my loins with Mr. Andy Stumpf, no homo. I was honored to be on the Cleared Hot podcast. I believe the episode should be dropping in about two weeks. I'm extremely excited to hear that. Not really sure exactly what I said over the course of three and a half hours, but we Definitely talked a lot about the media, law enforcement training, jujitsu, fitness. Fuck, the list goes on. Um, also, he does have a Guinness keg on tap inside of his studio. So if you ever have the chance to make it to Whitefish, Montana, I highly recommend. I mean, the podcast is cool and he's all right, but fuck, man, he's got a damn keg of Guinness in his studio. Anyways, make sure you guys check Andy Stump's podcast out called Clear Hot. You can follow him on Instagram at Andy Stump 212. Phenomenal human being, guys. I'm looking forward to linking back up with him and possibly doing some training. Definitely getting back on his podcast and discussing more about training, man. Just a phenomenal resource and just a wealth of just a wealth of experience with his time in the SEAL teams. Um, so be effective podcast. We've done a couple episodes, had some really good people on. We had Ruben Alvarez, Amy556, Philip Moniz from One Nation Coffee. The list goes on from there. And, you know, we have the ability to reach thousands and thousands of people. And I want this podcast to be a learning tool. You know, that is what Police Post was built on. That's what effective fitness training is built on. It's a learning tool. It's a resource for those who want to be better whether you're a cop or you just fucking Joe blow. It doesn't matter who you are. But if you want to be better, want to be more prepared, you know, on this show, we're going to have guests from all over wide range of occupations, lifestyles, backgrounds, etc. And I think it's important to learn from everyone because everyone has a story. Everyone has a lesson to be learned. And I think that we need to take that into consideration when talking about being prepared and training, right? bringing new information, views, ideas to help grow our community and society in the right direction all over the world. That is the goal of this podcast. Nothing more, nothing less. So I want to give a quick background. We get a lot of questions about how this podcast started about me and, you know, the purpose of it. So let's start at the beginning. Please post. So the page was originally started by, wasn't me. It was actually started by my buddy, Hunter Ruff, and it basically posted pictures of cops doing their job. It wasn't really anything training related, um, but it was, again, it was still a great page. Hunter is still a current law enforcement officer in South Carolina. Um, phenomenal guy. I, need, I definitely need to get him on this podcast for sure. And then one day years ago, he asked me to help him run this page because, you know, life we graduated the police academy about the same time. Um, I don't think we were in the same class, but we were with, I think we were there at the same time. And one day I did something stupid as a newer police officer. Basically there was a individual that was unconscious uh, at a green light with his foot on the brake car and drive. And I got out, tried to wake the individual up, walked in front of the car for some dumbass reason. And then 
after a quick after action with myself, a little a little debrief, I decided I was like, damn, that was pretty fucking stupid of me. I probably should tell other people not to do that. So then from there on, the police post mission was born. Police post was born. And now it's developed into what I believe is the world largest police training platform on Instagram. And we do have other police pages. We have police post training. We have police post canine. And of course, effective fitness training. Police post training is now its own page run by Joey and Kyle. And I'm, I've actually had them on the podcast before, but I got to get it back on here and we got to do it again because the the episode we, we did was really shitty Um, quality and just God, we, we just suck at podcasts. I need to get my podcasting experience up, you know, being on (laughs) the cleared hot podcast uh, was again, was an honor, but I was my podcasting training, fucking training points for myself needed work. And so in order to get better at something, you have to do it. So this is why I am starting this is what I consider episode one and we're moving forward from there and hopefully I'll be able to release a podcast once a week. That is the mission. Anyways, I digress. But for those who don't know, Police Post, we focus on education and training for police officers and the public through real world incidents. So basically we watch a lot of body cam footage. We break it down into trainable points. And most of these points are really common, right? They're, they're you know, when you ask for hands or you tell a suspect not to move, what do you do in that situation as a police officer, right? Obviously we focus a lot on defensive tactics and jujitsu considering I'm a blue belt and blue belts one, either never shut the fuck up about jujitsu or two, they fucking quit. And me and Amy talked about this and we are two blue belts that have not quit and refused to quit. So not only talking about jujitsu and defensive tactics, we talk about health and wellness. We talk about really everything. You know, we talk about, we don't really talk too much about politics because it's not really our core, right? Of course, politics does play a role in the training, right? New policies are passed and administration changes and stuff like that. And, you know, I like to make fun of admin as much as I can. Um, it's really funny, uh, but there are good admin out there. There are great agencies out there to work for. There are great police chiefs. Um, but not to say that there are some really fucking shitty ones. So a little bit about myself. My background, about seven years in law enforcement. I left in March of 2020 this year to start effective fitness training. My background is not really groundbreaking or amazing in seven years. Um, basically was promoted relatively early, about five years into full-time training sergeant. And that's kind of what lit that fire to build effective fitness training and really start this page and go from there. Um, so I always get the question, why did you leave law enforcement? Do you miss it? The answer is I left because my mission changed. The answer is I miss the clowns. I don't miss the circus. That makes sense whatsoever. But anyways, in my seven years, I worked closely with local federal agencies, certain parts of the military. Um, I would never, best job I ever had. Hands down, best fucking job I ever had. I'm sure at some point I will miss it. But as of right now, my mission is effective fitness and helping cops and doing this podcast and getting that experience and knowledge and other people's experience and knowledge out to y'all. So growing up, played sports, soccer, basketball. In college, started hunting only because it's the only fucking thing to do where I went to school. By the way, bow hunting is the shit. If you don't bow hunt, you need, you need to start. And also, too, 
Andy's fucking house. This dude lives on like a shit ton of land. He's got elk in his backyard. Super jealous. Yeah. After visiting Montana, I just should have bought a fucking one-way ticket. So a little bit about myself and training. Very early on in my law enforcement career, I took it upon myself to train. Sent myself to classes, paid my own way for medical training because I realized that I wasn't going to get it from my agency. Not that saying my agency didn't have a great solid program for new officers because they did actually. Um, and when I left, it was progressing in the right direction. And then we had some admin changes and then from there on it went. So then again, spent about five years on the road, on patrol, and then moved up to full-time training, training sergeant position. I was very young. I was in my late twenties. Um, so basically I didn't know shit. I think the only reason why I got the position is because I don't think anybody else wanted it. To be honest, it's not like, cause I make really good at what I do. I think it's cause I was the bottom of the fucking barrel. But anyways, I was thrown in that position. Um, and from there I was able to implement a TAC med program in the agency, which has, which has done really well. And believe it or not, this was about 2018. So understand that my agency did not supply tourniquets to their officers uh, until about 2018. Um, which is, which is fucking sad, but more or less they got them now and they've had a couple instances where they've been used and very successfully. So uh, I'm very proud of those cops that paid attention at in-service and weren't on their phone fucking taking selfies of themselves in the fucking bathroom. Um, also don't do that. Anyways, when I was in that position, I was able to see kind of, and talking with a lot of other agencies and officers about the issues that they were facing coming up with solutions, right? And one solution that I thought would affect basically everything from the top down was level of fitness, health, wellness. 40% of police officers are considered obese. The average age of a police officer, the lifespan of a police officer, 57 years old. 57, 40% obese. Now, you think about it. In the police officer's career, they encounter about 800 critical incidences, while the general public encounters about two, maybe three in a lifetime. So you're talking about a critical incident almost every day for three years. Critical incident. So that that takes a toll on the that takes a toll on the body, right? You're talking about not even just physical health, but also mental health, right? Because, again, people don't call 911 for, hey, man, come check out this cool fucking barbecue. Uh, no, they call, they call the cops because there's a problem. And they want the individual, they want an individual or individuals to come and solve the problem. And they don't know this person. The cops don't usually know them unless they're repeat customers, which does happen often. But people need to understand, the public needs to understand that it's very hard for someone to comprehend what a police officer does on a daily basis when they haven't done it. I know right now in today's political climate, we have people, politicians talking about, Oh, cops do this cops do that when they don't have a fucking clue. That's really the problem. It's a lot of misinformed, uneducated individuals making decisions, but also having a platform to talk about it. Being mentioned on, Joe Rogan's podcast was, was still really can't believe it. Huge fan of Joe Rogan's podcast. 
But Joe has also made points that I've, I've reached out to him and said, hey, man, look at it from this perspective. And he did. He listened. He understood. And that's, and that's, and that's huge. He's a huge platform. And to be open-minded like that really shows what kind of person, what kind of character he is. And I think that maybe one day we will have someone with enough power to really understand law enforcement and someone who's in that position that's been there and done that. There are a lot of well-educated former cops and cops that I think can make a difference in this country. I really do. I don't know who that is unless President Trump wants to nominate me as the Secretary of Law Enforcement in which vote Adam 2020. 2024. I don't know. I don't think you vote on secretary. No, you're just fucking told to do it. Anyways, goes to show you my political fucking knowledge, right? So again, I spend about two hours a day watching body cam footage, talking to people about critical incidents, about an hour every day studying jujitsu because I had to catch up. I've, I've only been training jujitsu for a little over three years now. Um, and in, I wish I would have started younger. And again, I'll get, be getting into more podcasts about, about that. But again, effective fitness training is not my full-time job. For those who don't know what effective fitness training is, check it out on Instagram at effective.fitnesstraining. Basically, I had this idea just popped up in my head. And I went to Eve, who is uh, one of the founding members, is, is a founding member of effective fitness training. He's a, I'll have him on the podcast, but he's a phenomenal physical therapist and businessman and friend. I've known Eve for quite some time. I went to him and said, Hey man, I got this idea. He looked at me and said, this is brilliant. Let's do it. So we started Dane, who's also one of the owners of effective fitness was there as well. We started off with, I was still full-time law enforcement. They were still full-time PT, but we got it together. We made it worked. Then Dr. Matt came along, and once he joined the team, he was he's a workhorse, guys. And you know, I definitely have Dr. Matt on the podcast. He's a workhorse. He is the back end behind Effective Fitness, the brains behind it. Dr. Matt's a physical therapist, graduated from Duke University. Smart, very smart. Love you, Matt. And so from now, we got Coach Kelly. Coach Kelly is a phenomenal programmer. Fuck, she's good. She's awesome. Um, she will be with Effective Fitness full-time here in the near future. And she specializes in programming for first responders, especially police officers. She will get you fucking yoked. That's it. Then we have other team members. We have Coach Ralph, Coach Jeff, Kyle, and Joey. They are all active law enforcement. Coach Ralph has been with us for a while, Coach Jeff has been with us for about the same amount of time. Um, They're both experienced guys. Coach, uh, Coach Ralph is a SRT team leader out in California. Coach Jeff, one of my best friends, is a canine sergeant with a local city PD. And former SWAT guy, but again, canine sergeant, so he's all about that dog life. Joey and Kyle are SWAT guys out in California. Um, they're not full-time SWAT guys, but very experienced guys. Again, I'm going to have them back on the podcast as well because first go around was Jesus virgins. It's like terrible. God, it was awful guys. That's okay. 
we'll get we'll get back on that train. We'll hit it good. We'll hit it good. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna take a drink of water on that note, guys. Anyways. So yeah, guys, and from that point on, we developed a science-driven, data-driven program, fitness-related, that covers all aspects of fitness. Because it, it's really, fitness, if you think about it, is the foundation of survival. That's kind of our motto. Because without physical ability, all other disciplines, whether it's jujitsu, shooting, even just overall mental capacity, is determined by your level of fitness, your level of ability, right? Your inability to perform in a situation is going to directly affect the outcome. Of course, there's luck, but we don't want to rely on luck, right? Because that's just a very small percentage of what can happen. So our programming is a continuous program, which means it never ends. We have a foundation of survival cycle, the EFT cycle. Then we have the tactical bodybuilding cycle, which we're about to drop here in about a week. We're very excited about that. And with a membership, this is, again, we covered everything. You're going to get nutritional guidelines, tells you what to eat, right? How to eat, how the body works, rehab programs, lower back, upper extremity, knees. Why is that important? Well, the data we've collected over the years, we, we know that those are the major pain points of law enforcement officers when it comes to their body. Upper extremity injuries are the highest, followed by lower extremity, usually the knee. And then obviously lower back because fucking the belts, the cars, the just the shit that law enforcement has to take on their body. Again, it's about 27 pounds a gear. The average, the average police officer patrol is about 27 pounds. It's a shit ton over the course of a 25, 28 year career. So we have to make sure we develop those things and make them strong. Very, very important. Again, we also have a bodyweight program. So if you are, if your gym is still closed or you're away for travel and, or you're away for training and you don't have access to equipment, we got you covered. There is a bodyweight program in line with the effective fitness gym program so that you actually can stay on the right track for your programming, which is actually pretty cool. We also have, this is probably our, one of our coolest features, 24 seven, 365 physical therapy and strength and conditioning coach support. Meaning that if you have a question regarding form, regarding nutrition, injury, whatever the case may be, send us, send us an email, reach out in the app, our coaches will respond to you. There is, you know, again, you think about other gym memberships, about 150 bucks a month, right? You're getting all of this for less than a dollar a day. It's like $24.95 a month, all of this. You're also getting... Additional program, you're getting two running programs, supplemental running programs. You're also getting a push-up pull-up program. So if you want to increase those, increase those body weight movements, we have those. We also do one-on-one -on -one training, meaning you will have a coach assigned to you, weekly check-ins, Zoom calls, programming specific to your goals. So we have everything covered, guys. And if not, send the team a DM at effective.fitnesstraining. And they'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. We'll make sure you guys are getting fit and getting the proper training. You know, our program isn't the let's get fucking so sore we can't walk the next day, right? We use the minimal effective dose approach, which means that 
we offer our program and gives enough stimulus to the muscles to grow, to reach your goals, but also you're not going to be so sort of where you can't fucking walk the next day. Cause let's be honest, if you're training for a purpose, right? If you're training for a purpose, but you're too fucking sore to do anything, then what's the purpose of training? So you have to train for your mission, train for your occupation, train for reality, you know, because sure you can hit squats on Monday. Sorry. Straight blasphemy there. Chest on Monday. And then on Tuesday, let's say you, you, have, you get into a, a, a ground fight altercation, a ground defense altercation. You don't want to be so fucking sore. You can't use your body. You're, you're going to, you know, your, your mobility is probably going to be limited. You're going to be sore, right? We can't have that. So this is why we have physical therapists and coaches that specialize in this shit. So guys, it's, we offer a 14-day free trial. Check it out. If you don't like it, you can cancel it anytime. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And again, we definitely want you guys to use the program. We have about, I think we have over a thousand police officers currently on the program right now, and it's growing rapidly. So again, guys, hit us up. Any questions whatsoever, we're here for you. Anyways, very excited to get back on this podcast train, and I hope that it brings value to anyone listening. I really think that I really think that it will. You know, I've had the ability to network with cops all over the world and really push valuable information. There's a lot of great companies out there. It's a lot of great people doing some really good things. And some of those people don't get noticed and it's very unfortunate because they have something to offer, something to learn from, something that could save your life. You know? But again, guys, this is now the the Be Effective Podcast Reborn. So thank you guys for tuning in. I'm your host, Adam. And until next time, train hard, be effective.